Sunday, Monday, happy gays. Tuesday, Wednesday, happy gays. Thursday, Friday, happy gays. They're best chums, let's have some fun. Ready to chat with you. These gays of ours. Happy gays. These gays of ours. Happy gays. I'm Ashley Fair. And I'm Jared Haglund. And we are gay, gay best, best friends. friends. <laughs> we are uh, also a case of the giggles. It's been a good afternoon so far. I love you just look straight down. <laughs> we are sitting with the new KFC product, KFC Chachos, in front of us. Hello, hot chachos. So they're chicken nachos. First off, we are KFC fans. I am a big fan. Right? Like, yes. we appreciate the Colonel. Mm-hmm. Not a horribly popular opinion among a lot of people I know. Yeah, I always, I used to feel kind of ashamed of being a fan of KFC food. And then, you know, I got older and decided to just own what I like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So before we open this up, what's your favorite KFC, like, thing, meal? Mm, I, I like to get the bucket, fries, gravy, um... The salads I've kind of gotten over over time. Like I used to be really into the macaroni salad. Which I still I still like the the weird taste it puts in your mouth. Like I've never had it. Oh, I, I love the coleslaw. The coleslaw is pretty good. All of them have a weird yeah, flavor to them. Yeah, they're a little and not I'm, quite what they were or should be. Yeah, um, but yeah, big fan. Of just like a bucket. Usually the original, but lately the spicy because it's like an extra layer of. Um, breading or whatever. I was in the States um, like six months ago and I went to KFC and they still have extra crispy. Mm. And there is just so much breading. It mm-hmm. is so good. <laughs> cold KFC is my favorite. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I would buy a KFC just to put in the fridge and eat yeah. cold. It's so good. Yeah. And their fries, their fries are second to none. Really? They used to be anyway. They haven't changed. Our local KFC, they're not perfect. I put KFC fries fairly far back. Oh. In my fast food fry item. Oh, I'd love to know your list. Uh, New York fries would be number one. You don't like them? They're, I, they're, they're so, so dry. Oh, they're so good. Then McDonald's. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge fan of Wendy's fries no. or Dairy Queen fries. No. Um, so I think I don't like a lot of fast food fries. That's fair. I like a double cooked fry. Interesting. And then yeah. McDonald's are just not French fries. They're just a weird other thing. Yeah, I like how soft and Yeah, exactly. I like them. They it follows none of my fry criteria for liking it, but they're great. Yeah, they're delicious. They're salty. They're great. Okay, so what are you um, expecting here when we open this chacho pack? Um, I'm expecting saucy because it smells quite saucy. They don't look that saucy on the The picture front. doesn't look that saucy, but they just smell saucy. They, oh, I'm worried they're too saucy. Uh-oh. All right, let's do it. Oh god, they're so saucy. Well, that well one not. is. One. <laughs> so it's not as pretty as the picture on the front of the box. Shocker. Uh, we're gonna have to redistribute some jalapenos, I think. Yeah, I like that they give you four jalapenos, but there's three chachos. Yeah, but the picture on the front this? shows two on the middle, one on the outside one. And that's what we're doing. <laughs> so which chacho do you want? I'll take this one because it's the saucier one. Okay. I'm gonna redistribute some of the tomatoes though. Do it. Because I'm a big fan of tomatoes. There's also chives. They're so tiny. Which seems like just they went out of their way for something that they didn't normally have in their kitchen. Yeah. Even the tomatoes are something they don't usually use. Oh, I guess. What do you... uh, Oh, I guess we get the wraps or the burgers, which I don't get. Yeah. So are they back there chopping tomatoes, do you think? No. For this? I wonder. They must be. All right. 
Cheers. Cheers. Chacho, cheers. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's good. Like, what's what's going to be bad for a cheese sauce, sour cream, jalapeno, tomato, and chives on a chicken strip? Yeah. It's perfect. Um, I wish it was less sour creamy. That's just an ordering preference, though. I think you could ask for that. Uh, probably. Yeah, I like it. It's got a good Mexican flair. I'm going to take a bite now with the jalapeno on it because I only oh. have the one, so I haven't had that yet. The jalapeno makes it. Yeah. I would recommend more jalapenos. Yeah, they need more jalapenos. Mm, I love me a good pickled jalapeno. Oh. I, I, almost, I was grocery shopping last week. I was getting stuff for um, tacos. Mm-hmm. And they had a jar of pickled jalapenos on sale. I almost got them. Then I'm like, mm, I'm the only one who's going to eat them. So I put them back. Oh, they last forever. I should have taken them. I like the pickled jalapenos. They're like tamed. So the spiciness is taken out. Mm. So it's just the jalapeno flavor in pickles. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Mm. My disappointment, not in the flavor, they taste quite good, is I don't know, it's like, it's like Mexican chicken strips. I don't feel they're nachoey. I would like smaller chicken bites, maybe, that can be like layered more like a nacho. Yeah. That would, um, that would appeal to me. Mm, you know what they should do? So I'm not a fan of popcorn chicken. I think it's too much breading to chicken. I like to have lots of chicken. Oh my god, I love. Po- I get. Um, I get your point, but I like popcorn. Chicken. But a a bowl that is the popcorn chicken with the nacho toppings. I'd be down with that. That'd be great. I do like their thought process though. Like I could really get on board with uh, topped chicken strips from like around the world. Mm-hmm. Like one with like marinara sauce mm-hmm. and some mozzarella. Oh, like a baked parmesan. Yeah, like chicken. a chicken parmesan. Oh my god, they should do chicken parmesan. Mm, so good. Um, but yeah, like that maybe, uh, like a butter chicken sort of Indian inspired mm-hmm. inspired one. Um, chicken strip poutine. I'm surprised they haven't done. Well, they have bowls. No, I guess they don't because I always add chicken to add to my poutine. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, success. You done it, it again, Colonel. <laughs> For this third one. Where would you like the split? Well, you that we only have four jalapenos, so that's your jalapeno. Oh, thank you. And that end is so really saucy. Okay, there we go. You know, did you taste? Did you t- did you taste the cheese sauce? Not. I didn't really taste the sauces at all. I thought the cheese sauce was lost. Yeah, I feel like I mostly tasted just the chicken, really. Yeah, and the jalapeno. Mm-hmm. But that's okay, because they are quite saucy. It just softens it, I think. Great idea. Of course it was going to taste good, but I think they could have done better. Was Cool Whip a staple in your household? Not at all. Really? Not at all. You're kidding. No. Oh my gosh. Have you have you had Cool Whip? I've had Cool Whip, yes. What do you think about it? It's good. It's nothing I would go out of my way for. I think the only way I experienced it really as a child was my aunt had this one dessert that she would make, which was like essentially a type of trifle. But it was like cut up angel food cake, layers of Cool Whip and score bar, mm, mm. and maybe a chocolate mousse in one of the layers, and then layer it up and scoop. It was very, very good. Um, so yeah, it, it's good. Yeah, I love Cool Whip. Well, <laughs> did you eat it? Did you eat it a lot as a kid? I think it was a staple for our household. What'd you what'd do with it? Just like um, dip well, your strawberries? I, I, I picture just, that in the commercial. I would just eat it um, when it was open or probably when it wasn't open. I was a kid who would open things to eat them. Like I would open cans of um, like pie cherries. Oh yeah. And I would eat a spoon of that and then put the can back in the cupboard. Oh, that's going to give someone botulism. Well, obviously it was open. So I think they didn't use it. 
but I don't know why I did that. I, once, I just wanted the cherry so bad, I guess. <laughs> I once ate an entire container of feta cheese. Oh, no. That was like, and we planned, the, my mom planned our grocery shop, so that was for a meal. <laughs> and and so I ate all the whole thing of feta cheese one day in the summer. And so I'm like, well, I got to go buy a thing of feta cheese. And then I go, and it was like $11. And mm. I'm like, I'm not buying this feta cheese. So I just fessed up. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was like eight when I just ate the cherries. So Sure, sure. Um, I was clearly old enough that I had my own money and like going like I'll just go buy it I felt like a big shot apparently (laughs) eating that feta cheese and then very quickly realized it's above my price range (laughs) I was expecting you to go down the path of stomach ache maybe an accident on the way to the store no 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 because like that's a lot of salt too oh Oh, my gosh (laughs) me too it's a problem as you as we know from how dehydrated I've been. Does, anyway. Do you feel dehydrated from salt? Well, I don't unless I'm already thirsty. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, I'm really thirsty now. But every day that I've had something salty before bed, I've had a headache the next day. So Interesting. Yeah, I gotta drink more water. Maybe you need to eat more Cool Whip. Maybe. So yes, berries. Um, or like getting those little, um, that like... That little cake that's the like little cake cups. The little shortcake? Yeah. That you use for strawberry shortcake? Yes. And you like put in your blueberries or whatever and that's some Cool Whip on top. I love Cool Whip. And I feel like it's another thing like KFC where people kind of judge it. Like I think it might kind of be like a middle class kind of thing. Um, Not to be rude because this like we are totally from a family that should have eaten more Cool Whip. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's seen as like below middle class. Yeah, 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 totally. Um, I think that's really what I meant. Yeah, and uh, and but I lo- I love it. It's ugh, delicious. And then I was looking up um, because I posted a little teaser on our Instagram for the episode, and I was looking up Cool Whip ads, and I just love them. Like the one that I posted was uh, <laughs> "Don't blow your topping," which what? I think is hilarious. Ooh, it's non-dairy as well. So vegans, get in on that. And that also, like, kind of makes it worse. <laughs> that there's no dairy. This like Also, so they're sitting oh, maybe around it's egg. in a Cool Whip meeting. It, I highly doubt it's egg. Cool Whip marketing meeting, throwing around slogans and new advertising pitches. And someone says, don't blow your topping while they're talking about a creamy white substance oh yeah and no one in the room goes no <laughs> did they just stifle giggles they must have someone in that room was they stifling knew. a giggle and thought i cannot wait to see this shit on tv <laughs> <laughs> well it was a magazine ad okay well they're like maybe they're, yeah oh another still. cute one we still give you a bowl to lick so like even though you're not hand mixing oh. cream, you still get to lick the bowl i love it anyway do you think you love it because it is so good or is it like, like the nostalgia? Does it like just bring you back to your childhood bedroom? It might be nostalgia. I wasn't eating it in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is nostalgia. I should buy some and try it. I think, again, I haven't consumed it since I was a kid because, you know, as you get older and you have these weird shames... That are totally unnecessary. You're an adult now and you buy whipped cream in a canister that you can squeeze out and make the fun shapes. And I don't even like that whipped cream. <laughs> oh, I gotta get myself myself some uh, cool whip. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go.
So. <laughs> Jared and I have both watched this. Hey! So, what you watching? <laughs> now you don't even give it a chance. Go ahead. So, Ashley, um, what you watching? Slash reading. Slash listening to. Slash putting in you. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's fine. <laughs> no excuses, just go. <laughs> I do have the giggles. It's a five-hour energy. Jarrett and I have both watched this. Uh, I've watched the entire thing. Jarrett has only watched most of the first episode. Three quarters of the first episode. <laughs> That's most. It's what I'll admit to, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not what I'll admit to. It's what I did. I'm not, I'm not hiding anything. <laughs> Tales of the City, the reboot. Um, which I expected to be a full reboot. Like a, I guess reboots are continuing. I don't understand the term reboot. I assumed they're basically remakes. But they're not. No, remake is different. Yeah, apparently. Um, so what's it about? You should set the scene well, for our listeners. I've talked about it before when they first announced it, did, it coming yeah. out. Yeah. So it's about this uh, this community, basically, a house and the community that kind of comes from the house set in San Francisco. Um, there's a like house matriarch. Uh, and it's a giant house with a bunch of different independent suites. Sounds awesome. I really want to live there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and everyone, they become basically a chosen family. And this the whole thing had started, like the show itself, the first time they aired it was in the 90s, 1996? Yeah, it and it's, I think around, I think maybe a little earlier, and it's based on books mm-hmm. that were written at the end of the 70s and 80s. That's in, right. In the 80s, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it touches on issues of homophobia, um, race. Um, I don't. I don't know if the original touched on transphobia at all. I know it's a major theme in this one, um, and it was like news to even us, the viewer, that someone was a trans woman. I don't want to ruin it for you if you don't you know. Mean yet. in the first episode? Oh, is it in the first episode? If you mean the person, I think you mean yeah, the matriarch. Yeah. yeah, 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 great. So it's news to like anyone. So I don't think it ever came up in that was not part seasons. of. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was wondering because I yeah I've never watched. Me either. And now I kind of wish I had now that I've watched the whole thing because I mm-hmm. feel like there's a lot of things you would have known or there's maybe? like backstory. Yeah. Anyway, great, great uh, idea for a story. I got a little bored. <laughs> okay. Does it pick up? Well, ugh. here's my my main takeaway. <laughs> was my main note that I made kind of partway through was the interactions are very human and tender and I like watching it for all of the human emotion because it's it's really good on the relationships but the problems are weird and clumsy it's just like they just decided to add some problem and some weird mystery and as I got to the end of the series I was like this would have been really good as a comedy for how many Mm. weird errors they make but it's a drama and so the errors seem out of place for a drama. It was weird. See, maybe I was expecting it to be more of a comedy. Like, I thought it would be lighter hearted. Like, I knew there was, mm-hmm. you know, some deep themes and things like that. But I, I thought it would be more laughy-laughy. Yeah, and it's not. No. So, so maybe I was in the right headspace. Mm. I want to give it another go. I forced myself to watch it today just because I knew you wanted to talk about it. So I'm yeah. like, let me get some context. <laughs> first 10 minutes you're just like oh that person's from this like there's laura linney there's the guy mm-hmm. from looking there's a lot of things going on there's 
Olympia Dukakis. And uh, Laura Linney and I think Olympia Dukakis are both from the original. Fuck off. I will not. (laughs) I didn't Um, know that. Yeah, and the guy I found out also, and Laura Linney's been in all of them because there was the original and then there was like further tales of the city or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's another one that I don't think did very that well. That makes so was... much more sense why she came back, like why she's in this one, because it feels like yeah, right. It's like why she's a little here? big for it. Yeah. So that makes a lot more sense. Yes. Um, agreed. Because I was just like, I don't like who like your interaction in these stories, knowing that she was in the originals. I'm like, okay, you make more sense now. Yeah, it's because not forced. What it's not did as forced. what did bother me? Was that, like, you assume that it should be centered on the 90-year-old matriarch or the queer relationships or something. But for some reason, the main the main story that we center on is the hetero exes. Mm-hmm. And it's so weird to me. We always come back to them. They get a lot of scenes. And I'm like, I don't like this. But they were a central part of the original. If you were following the story from the beginning, and you don't, doesn't seem exactly. Weird. When I watched the the first episode... I was a little bit annoyed because I felt like they were just trying to be like, we are really queer. They put in like every queer stereotype possible. Like, you know, they had like a queer couple navigating, looking like a straight couple. Yeah. Um, they put in the queer burlesque bar right away and like the... Bob the um, Drag Queen. <laughs> oh, I didn't know who that was. Yeah, it's Bob I, the Drag Queen. I don't follow. Sorry. But great. Yes. And they also had... Um, the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence right away mm-hmm. and like Big Party right away and and uh, Ellen Page and who knew she was doing anything other than tweeting well I did because I talked about it before <laughs> I listened a lot when you talked about it before I'm pretty sure <laughs> no I'm kidding I'm sure everyone's forgotten that it ever came up before <laughs> I thought she was just tweeting uh, right and supporting her wife but no like in she's married apparently I don't, I don't pay enough <laughs> attention to Ellen Page to then judge that I thought she wasn't doing anything um, her wife is like this really cool dancer total side note so Ellen Page's character too is like the ultimate like annoying lesbian turns out she's actually bisexual or queer spoiler alert oh sorry anyway identifies as queer awkward <laughs> and it's a whole thing but in the first like episode as well there's all this like hot and cold and like direct interaction with this other lesbian and they're all hot and cold for each other and they go have sex in the alley and it's just like i don't know it was just like could you be more lesbian (laughs) the whole the whole first episode i was just like okay we get it it's a gay show okay so my number one question then as someone who couldn't quite get through the first full episode should i continue That is a big sigh and a long pause. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, when I put this on the agenda, it's because I wanted to say it's not worth your time. Like, But now you're like, you're questioning that judgment? Well, it definitely sucked me in because there's a mystery that comes out. Ooh. And learning, learning more about the matriarch um, is great. It just happened so late in this, in this season. Mm. Um, and that's something that kind of bothered me because I would have liked to know more about her sooner and her story is really incredible and that's what sucked me in like I could just watch the episode of her backstory over and over and over again which you can it's a story on its own basically <laughs> and you can because you can <laughs> do whatever you like well true but you don't need more you know um so episode eight I believe is her backstory 
it makes me want to read the books. Me too. Before I dive in. But it's uh, nice to know that it is like a new thing. It's not like if I read the books now, it's going to be the same storyline. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you might know some things yeah. from the, the end point. But. but I agree. When I found out it was based on books, my first thought was, I want to read these. They probably is a great book and probably right up my alley. Do you know who it's written by? No. It's like Armistead Mopin. It's a very fancy name. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> the name alone just gets me. <laughs> um, the big thing that made it hard for me to grip on as well, if I could have gotten into the characters more, I think I could have bought it more. Because again, the relationships I loved, the one that I hated was, um, and I should look up how to pronounce her name exactly, but... But just um, try. Zosha Mamet? Mamet? Oh, yeah. Zosha Mamet. Mamet. Oh, good. I wasn't oh. sure. Yes. But like... I can't get into her character, and I wish I had never seen her in Girls, because I can't I can't move past her character in that. Past Shoshana? Yeah. However, as we get to the end of the series, you're like, oh, I get you now, and now I can buy into your character. Oh. So, maybe it's worth watching the whole thing. Just 10 hours of your life. Well, there's the review. Maybe it's worth watching. <laughs> you heard it here first. At Gay Best Friends. You're not going to like it. (laughs) First two episodes, hard to get into, but then it it gets going. What have you been putting in you this week? So I went to the second movie alone ever in a movie theater. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. I'm going to write that down. Okay, let's talk about it after. Yeah. Uh, I went and saw Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic musical. And? I really liked it. I am. Are you an Elton John fan? Am I? I love Elton John. Me too. It's, he's all my go-to karaoke songs. And he's one of those people that he's like, you know, he's older than us. He didn't, we were not alive at the rise of Elton John. Mm-hmm. And I knew some of the folklore and stuff. This was really interesting to see. But the movie, it was a musical, which I was very happy with. So all of his songs, kind of like across the universe, mm-hmm. are incorporated into the movie, there's some surrealness and stuff Love to it. it. And it was just so enjoyable that way. And one of the great parts of it is it goes and you see a lot of him and Bernie Toppin. And I don't know if you know, so Elton John doesn't write lyrics. Bernie Toppin writes all his lyrics. Oh. And they write their songs together, but they're never in the same room when they do it. Just Bernie like ri- Tegan and Sarah. Really? Sort of. Okay. Bernie writes a set of lyrics, gives it to Elton, and Elton just does his thing to it and makes a song with no intention of what Bernie thought it might sound like. Oh my God. So it's a fascinating way to write music. Wow. And I, this is where I, like, I know Elton John was involved in making the movie, but I really want to know how, like, is it actually as true as what actually happened in their life? Because their relationship, you know, you got to watch it, but it just seemed so deep. There was like... Elton John seemed in love with him at first. There just it seemed so much, and it was such a great relationship to watch. Glow on film. The guy I should have looked up his name before now, who played Elton, was great, and it just made you want to be a motherfucking rock star. <laughs> like it, there was, it filled me so twice. I cried in it, oh, and I where, love that. where I couldn't even explain exactly why I was crying. One time I could, I could tell you. Um, <laughs> And it kind of focuses, it starts off with him in, like, an Alcoholics Anonymous sort of type meeting. Okay. Uh, and he's going through rehab and he's cleaning up. And that's kind of the arc of the story is his, like, addiction and extremes as a performer and as a rock star. And so that's the arc. I really liked it. 
I want to know from someone who maybe isn't a fan of Elton John what they thought of it. Mm-hmm. I would really like. The one thing I did not like, and I don't think I'm spoiling anything here, because the end of the movie, and Zach told me they did this in Bohemian Rhapsody too. So the movie ends, and then it does the thing that like they do at the end of like documentaries or things, where like a real picture of Elton John and his family comes up, and it's like, Elton has stopped tour, is ending touring so that he can spend more time with family. Elton has been sober since this. And it right. just took me out of everything I had just experienced with the people playing these people that I kind of got offended at the end. Like, it, oh. if it had gone to credits, I would have been so happy. Interesting. But this happened, and it just ripped me out of it. Interesting. And I was very unhappy. I, they could have even done that at the end of the credits or during the credits. And yeah. I don't think it would have done that to my emotional state. Interesting. And yeah, they did do the end of Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm trying to think about other movies that do that and how it makes me feel. It's true it does take away from the acting. Yeah. Because then you're brought back into like some sort of reality and um, and that's okay, I guess, but it does take away from the artistic endeavor. Yeah. And so that hurt that part of it for me. I gotta say, I was so excited for this movie. My expectations were fucking high and... They were met? Yeah, they were Yay! met. So I'm very glad I would see it again. Great. Well, I'm going to go watch it. I'm glad uh, I took the leap of doing it alone. Yes. Well, first off, love Elton John. I can't wait to watch this film. Um, I wanted to go see a movie last weekend. And out of the ones I listed, Jericho was not into Rocket Man, So we didn't see it. We didn't see any movie, actually. We just stayed home. But <laughs> um, but yes, I'm very into it. Hopefully I watch it before it leaves theaters. Do you think yeah. it'll like be in theaters for a while? I bet for most of the summer. Okay, great. Yeah. Summer blockbuster. And are they going to win awards? Mm, I think if they thought they were going to win awards, they would have done it in the fall. Uh, um, right. But they were probably going for some more blockbuster money. I, you know, a biopic always kind of puts you in the running. I I think the actor who played Elton John was extremely good and could get that. Uh, there's not going to be any original music, so it won't win that. I, I, I think probably him, the lead, is the only one that's going to win anything. Taron Egerton. Taryn Egerton. Egerton. Egerton? I didn't know his name before, but now I'm going to correct you on how to say it. (laughs) It's only one G, so I have no idea. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Well, great. I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, So, I want to talk about doing things alone. So, this is only your second time going to the movies alone. Yeah, the very first time was when I first moved to Toronto. I was 17, and I wanted to see the movie The Aristocrats Mm -hmm. um, about the dirty joke, and it was 18A. And I had no friends there yet, and so I just got up the gumption to go and hopefully not get ID'd, and I didn't, and yeah, I hadn't watched a movie alone since. Interesting. But it was great. Yeah. It's great. Do you, do you intentionally not go alone? Like, do you usually wait for someone to be available, or? Yeah, it's not so, no, yeah, I would say I intentionally don't go alone. There's a movie I want to see, I want to, I find someone to go see it with. Mm. Which is weird, because you don't interact with a person during a movie. No. Like. So I, I, I don't understand. I, I will go. I want to go to more movies alone now. I like going to movies alone. I find it's very calming. I can really like stretch out a little bit, eat whatever snack I want. Yeah, there's no judgment. <laughs> um, you're not on any of the schedule and you get to watch what you want to watch. Exactly. Which and I, nice. which what you said before, you went through movies with Jerrica and it wasn't one of the ones that she wanted to watch. Zach and I have like a backlog of movie gift certificates because <laughs> we, we both love movies. 
But we very rarely can agree on one to go see in person. Interesting. I think, I just thought of this now, what we need to do is take turns picking. Yes. And then force each other to watch things that are not in our, like, comfort or the zone that we want to go to. And that would, we would probably, like, really benefit from that. I think that's a good plan. (laughs) So, I just thought of that, and I don't know if he agrees, but we're going to do it. I love that's how you do your anniversaries, but, or your, was it anniversary? Valentine's Valentine's Day. Day, But it hasn't expanded to anything else. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only time we'll take turns doing things. Other than that... Uh, that's great. Well, everyone should definitely go see movies alone or do things alone. Even having dinner by yourself, a glass of wine, some spaghetti, it's really nice. You get to like sit, you can people watch, read a book, go to the movies alone, go have coffee alone. That I've done a lot, just because especially some of the nature of some of my work, yeah. I've been in different towns all alone. And yeah, a dinner alone is lovely. Yeah, I think it's really nice. And then again, you get to go where you want to go. <laughs> Yeah, people just get in the way of doing what you want to do. <laughs> and I've been wondering why I don't have many friends these days. <laughs> Aww. Oh, it's okay. I have lots of friends, just not the people I spend time with. Just not these days. <laughs> so Taylor Swift released a new song on uh, Friday, I think it is, called You Need to Calm Down. Mm-hmm. And it's been pegged as, sorry, my my link just wouldn't open, so I can't, but it's been pegged as, like, Glad has has deemed it as their, like, queer yay song of right now. Um, and I don't get it. Like, I listen to it. It's not a bad song. Not my favorite of hers. And I, yeah, reading things like that you were reading, did did she intend this? Did Glad just, like, grab it? I don't understand how it became a fucking queer song. Me either. I also, I thought that the headline was, like, making fun of her. Because it said, Taylor Swift heard about homophobia and now she's woke. So you assume it's going to be a slam. Yeah, it sounds like it. But the entire article is just like, so everyone's all supportive and it's all but the gays. Um, I'm sure she intended it because I don't think there would be, like, pieces written about... She's got enough people working for her her, and working in media and stuff to make that happen. Yeah. And it wouldn't happen if she didn't want it to. Yeah. Then also then, no, I, I, listening to it, I don't fully understand how it's a queer song. And if I even put that lens on it, then I might be slightly offended. Big Taylor Swift fan here, but I don't think this song has to be deemed the like queer anthem of now because... Like, it isn't really... I, I agree with you. Like, I listened to it, and I just thought it was her again hitting back at haters, but, like, in this new era. Yeah. So. Yeah, I listened to it. I didn't get the queer aspects. No. I just assumed, like... I get the pastels, and I get that uh, she's, I don't know, become a new queer ally person or something. Like, the queers like her. Well, because who doesn't? <laughs> So is this just because Madonna has a new album that's failing, and so like their queer media is like just trying to find a new savior? Maybe that could be it. I don't think Taylor Swift is it. No, I don't either. But I'll take her as like a feminist, like sort of feminist um, savior. If we're gonna use that term, like you know, like if we're gonna like. So you will take her, her as this. a qualified feminist savior with air quotes. Yeah. That's definitive. But not... It's a very strong a, opinion. Not a queer savior. You know? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. 
I don't think she's intersectional. I just want to end this what you're watching slash listen slash reading slash putting in ya with very quickly I've talked about it a million times before on this podcast but Pose season two just came out. Yes. The first episode came out last week. If you aren't watching it you have no fucking excuse other than listening to us. So after this go watch it or I don't know what the fuck you're doing with your life. Okay. happened recently these are the awards for broadway uh people broadway people <laughs> is it everything backstage front of stage i on don't stage? know about backstage and stuff interesting um yeah Probably. that's a great question um and there was an historic win ali stroker star of oklahoma won best featured act- uh, actress in a musical and it's historic because she is an actress who uses a wheelchair, which uh, is a first for, I think, the Tonys at all. Um, and for, I think, Broadway. Broadway's not very uh, accessible. Theater. Yeah. I would say. I, I can't think of a play or anything that I have seen or heard of that is has someone using a wheelchair. Unless it's, like, probably someone who doesn't actually use a wheelchair and it's, like... Right. A character in Rocky Horror. Yeah. And Allie noted that the backstage area is really not accessible. It's not made for if you're using a wheelchair or um, any any other aid. Yeah. Um, to the point where... The atrocious part of this. She couldn't... They didn't have as a ramp to get from this, the theater seats onto the stage. They also didn't bring one in, I guess. Which blows my mind. I don't know the mechanics of like how tall that stage is or what. They ever, can make but... Alphaba fucking fly. Right. Like this is the goddamn height Even of theater on Broadway. Just get a thing that lifts. Yeah, it is the height of theater. Theater does amazing things with like props and technical things. They can build a goddamn ramp. So their solution to this problem was that she had to sit backstage while they were announcing the the category and the winner in case she won so that she could get on stage quickly enough um, instead of figuring out how to navigate no ramp. Well, yeah, well, they, exactly. Yeah. They had to pull her from the audience because if she was in the audience, she would have to go. Well, I gotta go outside now yeah. and around. Like wild. I can't. I can't believe it. I hope that she had like at least some of her close people with her. But it still sucks to not be among your peers. And it's separated. Like, thank yeah. God she won. Yeah. Well, and maybe you know, or maybe she would have thought, well, at least I didn't have to be out there in front of everybody <laughs> when I lost. Um, but it blows my mind because I was I was reading quite a bit about it when you flagged it for me, and it's not like they didn't think about it, which is what gets me. They thought about it, and they had her perform one of the songs for the musical she won for, which I think was Oklahoma. Um, right before the category was announced. And this was their way of making it kind of, like, of reasoning why she was backstage. Because there was no time from doing your performance to 
going out to the front. Because, um, yeah, someone couldn't just, like, run out because they did it right after. But I'm like, so then you thought of this. You programmed it to make it less awkward for her to be backstage instead of just finding a way. And once again, it's called a fucking ramp of getting her on stage from the audience. Mm-hmm. So the fact that they thought about it and still didn't come to the actual simplest, most like accessible, just normal solution kind of infuriates me. Oh, absolutely. And I hope that it's been a learning moment for folks who are responsible for these kind of venues because like it has to change. You can't just alienate and separate people who are differently abled. No. And like, I will give them this because it's not often that people from the audience need to go on stage. So I understand why theaters aren't accessible in that sense. Mm -hmm. The behind the scenes stuff needs to change and some things need to happen. And then when you do an award show, just make a change. Yeah. Like, I don't want to harp on it because I think I'm saying the same thing, but it is theater. They adapt constantly to do what they need to make happen on stage. This is not a new thing for them to be put with a with a different thing yeah. and have to solve it. Literally a whole industry that yeah. makes things happen. It's magic a fucking happen. creative industry. <laughs> and it took away... I'm, I'm actually not sure if it took away from the moment of her winning and that historic win. If it took away from that and embarrassed the industry or if it added to her win with a little more force mm-hmm. of saying like, here is fucking why I'm the first. Because you still aren't even doing this basic shit. Yeah. It's quiz time! It's time to test our knowledge. And you at home can also test your knowledge. Because that's one of the things I've heard from people is that when we're trying to figure something out, be it answering a question or just like trying to get to something, people shout out. So play along at home. No matter where you are, on the bus, just shout out the answer when you know it. Just shout it out. We are playing from BuzzFeed. Uh, Only people with a lot of random knowledge can pass this quiz. And so, how how well do you think you're going to do? Moderately well. Who do you think is going to win? Me or you? Me? Yeah. Okay, I think so too. Uh, (laughs) Just saying. um, So I'm just getting this up so I can keep score here. Oh, okay. Between Ashley and I. All right. First question up. With the acquisition of Fox, which of these TV shows is not owned by Disney? So Disney recently bought Fox. Which show did Disney not get? American Dad, Disenchanted, Bob's Burgers, or The Simpsons? Bob's Burgers. I'm going with The Simpsons. Oh! Disenchanted! Disenchanted. So my logic for The Simpsons was Universal Studios still has Simpsons land. And I would have thought if Disney owned The Simpsons, they'd be like, well, you can't have that in your theme park. Oh, interesting. That was my But they logic. just bought them. Yeah, that's true. But both wrong. All right, moving on. How many elements are there in the periodic table? Oh, 110, 118, 152, 161. I I, I know it's in the hundreds. <laughs> um, what, what's your thoughts? Where are you like, what's your process right now? I'm trying to picture the periodic table. And trying to remember how many rows and columns and which ones are like slightly off. And they got those little ones down in the uh, corner. I'm going 152. And I know, I know exactly which of our friends are shouting the answer right now. Um, I'm going 152. I'm gonna go one. 
18. And it's 118! Hey, oh, Ashley ding, gets ding, her ding, first ding. point. Very good. And was that just like a guess or did you? Well, I knew it wasn't super, super high because when you imagine the periodic table and like it on a paper and mm. how big the squares are, yeah, it can't be like 160, you know? All right. I think this one might embarrass us if we get it wrong. <laughs> All of these countries are in South America except Guyana, Colombia, Uruguay, Guatemala. South America, okay. I'm going, oh, I don't even recognize these flags. I'm going with Guyana. Me too. And we are wrong. Oh. It's Guatemala. Oh, wow. I really did not expect that. I picked Guyana because it sounded African. Well, and the colors lined up for yeah, me too. Yeah, right? All right. Is Guatemala in, um, oh, isn't. It might be in North America. In that, like, section that overlaps. Not overlaps, but, like, yeah, you think... Yeah, it's, it's in North Central America. America. That's not a continent. So it must be North America. Yeah, country in Central America. But yes. But that's not technically a continent. North America, yeah. yeah, North America. Well, then why wouldn't they say a country in North America? Because um, it's in Central America. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Which of these is not considered a mother sauce? Bechamel, tomato sauce... Sofrito sauce or hollandaise sauce? Pretty sure it's tomato sauce. I'm going tomato as well. Oh, oh it's sofrito! It's sofrito sauce! In, you know what? Looking at them, that should have been obvious to us because sofrito sauce is like, it's chunky and it's like, it's not, it's not, base, doesn't look like a, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look like it's like a labor intensive thing, like in the long, long term, but uh, we were wrong. All right, this one we have to just give an answer. There's no multiple choice. So we're going to, I'm going to read the question, give you a moment to think, and we will count down and say it at the same time. Okay. So finish this line from the iconic movie Jaws. You're going to need a bigger one, two, three, boat. Oh. We're right. Yeah. Yay. Oh my God. I'm so glad that we did something right. We've done a few things right. No, you've done two. I've done one. Oh, right. I've done one, Ashley. Which of the following animals went extinct in the 20th century? Passenger pigeon, dodo bird, stellar sea cow, Labrador duck. Honestly, don't know, but I know the dodo bird is not extinct. Oh. Well, thank you for that, because that was pretty be sure. I'm go actually still going dodo bird. Okay. What are you doing? I'm going to go the Labrador duck. Oh, and it is the, the passenger, passenger pigeon. pigeon. Once again, we suck. Which of the following actors has a doctorate degree? I know this one. Ken Jeong, Natalie Portman, Sandra Oh, or Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Now I'm second guessing my knowledge, so I'm pretty sure two of them might, but I was pretty sure a doctorate. Before I saw the choices, I'm like Lisa Kudrow, because <laughs> I know she does. Because like, I thought Ken Jeong is a doctor. Is that a doctorate degree? Oh, you're right. Yeah, no, it's Ken Jeong. It has to be. Okay. All right, so we both pick Ken? Yeah. And we are both correcto. Okay, so Natalie Portman is probably just a master's. Oh, good for her still. That's not easy. Or is a PhD not a doctorate degree? No, PhD's, PhD is a doctorate. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ugh. Which of these is not considered part of the brain? The temporal lobe, the tympanic membrane, the hypothalamus, or the cerebrum? I'm going to say the tympanic membrane. I'm going the hip 
hypothalamus. Hypothalamus? Hypothalamus. Hypothalamus. And I'm wrong. It's the tympanic membrane. Did you actually know that or did I, you just guess? I knew that because I had I took biology advanced placement in high school. Oh. And I watched a lot of Grey's Anatomy. Oh, you finally got a reason that it came in handy. <laughs> All of these games came out for the Nintendo 60. This is my question. All of these games came out for the Nintendo 64 and 64, for those in the know, except The Legend of Zelda, Ocarina of Time, Mario Kart, Banjo-Kazooie, Pokemon, Sun Slash Moon. Pokemon. I, I know, so you go first. I'm saying Pokemon. You're going Pokemon? Yeah. It's Pokemon. Yes. Oh, we're both right. I was. I said that with such confidence as I clicked the answer, and if it was wrong, I would have really felt some egg on my face. Just so we all know, the current score is five to three for Ashley. Random knowledge. Which retailer has the slogan, expect more, pay less? Walmart, eBay, Target, or Amazon? I don't know. Target? That's my guess. We're both guessing Target? I think so. Yeah, yeah. you're correct. We hit the mark on that Target. You can laugh. That was golden. I was trying to give you all the chance to laugh. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, that's the end done. of the quiz. I want more. So we ended it, and Ashley kicked my ass six to four. I really, I was really confident. Well, I I thought you would win too. Oh wow! I didn't know what how random it would be. I thought it was gonna be a lot more pop culture. Well, no, congratulations. Thank you. I'll get you next time. Maybe. Like all the colors of the rainbow, so are the gaze of the week. My queer of the week is Eugene Lee Yang. <laughs> we Fuck, that's mine! <laughs> we didn't compare notes, I love it. Uh, great choice. Yeah, you too. <laughs> really good thought process. <laughs> so, on, say June 15th? Yes. On June 15th, Eugene uh, released a video called I'm Gay, and it was his um, his coming out. He had not been publicly gay, been publicly gay, um, up until this point. He made it part of a fundraiser for the Trevor Project, and um, it's an incredibly moving, choreographed uh, video. So he wrote, directed, I believe, and choreographed this, this beautiful dance set to an Odessa song, which I don't know what it's called, but it's so beautiful. It tells such a compelling and emotional story. Da I just, dance is amazing to me. And when I saw this video this morning, I was just like, this is it. This is, this is my queer of the week, every week from here on out. <laughs> <laughs> and for those who don't know who Eugene is, he's one of the Try Guys. He's been on BuzzFeed since BuzzFeed became mm -hmm. a thing mm -hmm. and he has done so much he's more than the try guys he's done other videos he's been a big part of buzzfeed's like rise to prominence in the media that's right yeah no incredible um his writing is great i just i can't recommend enough watching this video um like there's a trigger warning there is um simulated violence against a queer person um but it's just it's amazing it's a really like I said, it's compelling, it's emotional, it's raw. And I think from my understanding, Eugene lived like a gay queer life. Um, 
to a large part of like people he knew but mm-hmm. this was like his coming out to his parents and like the public part yeah. of his person his personality mm-hmm. so for being a queer for being a huge part of new media and for doing it so well this one's for you gene I honestly think today we could like go on for another hour and a half. Oh, I like, know. We had more to talk about. We're just feeling each other, but we have plans. We, we have, have people coming over coming for roof over. drinks. As if we live together. Right, we have coming over. coming over to our place, Ashley. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. We could live in a place like Barbary Lane. Oh my God, we I could. would love that. Oh, oh one day. That's my dream. All right. And Jerrica's into that too. Like she's into owning property with friends and then making it a thing in the vancouver real estate market that is kind of our only hope of ever owning anything yes love it anyway if you want to stay connected with us and eventually live with us in our barbary lane uh you should probably follow us on instagram at gay best friends podcast and if you really do want to join us and live with us we're gonna need a deposit so you can e-transfer that to gaybestfriendspodcast at gmail.com and if you don't want to live with us but just still like listening to us then I guess we'll be there and chat at y'all in the next couple weeks so for now we love you bye Bye, besties. besties